Hi, welcome to Skip's Corner, where I cover Nashville's baseball history and events and introduce you to players, coaches, and other fans. This past week, we had several family members in town. My daughter in Durango, Colorado, married and came to town with her new husband. My son uh, that lives in Fort Worth of the Plano area uh, got married in Fort Worth and brought his new wife home. And our son that lives here had remarried just a few months ago. And he wanted to throw a party here at our home. And so we had a lot of people come to our home on the Saturday for a get-together and a celebration. It was just great. We had a lot of rain, but the rain didn't damper anyone's spirits. But a few nights before, we went to a Nashville Sounds game to see the Sounds play the Columbus Clippers. Now, they weren't really the Sounds for the promotion. They were named the Hot Chickens. And I don't know how Nashville got started with hot chicken. I remember many years ago, Lori Morgan of country music fame uh, started a hot chicken restaurant somewhere out on I-65 going towards Springfield, somewhere like that. And then others, little places popped up. She may not have been the first. But that was the first time I'd ever heard of hot chicken. And I'm talking about going back 30 years or longer. Then when the Nashville Sounds built a new ballpark, first called First Tennessee Park, and now First Horizon Park, built where it overlaps the old Sulphurdale site. The mascot, the cougar, Ozzy, went away, and the new mascot was Booster, who was a hot chicken. And so they've used that hot chicken promotion pretty well. In fact, you can buy hot chicken, which is fried chicken with a lot of spice, I guess. I don't eat some spicy foods. I tell people the spiciest thing I can handle is my wife, Sheila, (laughs) but not really. But you can also get any kind of chicken there. You don't have to get hot, spicy chicken. Anyway, they've used that as a promotion. I thought that's pretty good. Well, I want to introduce you to somebody today who I think was Nashville's original hot chicken. Now, I'm using the term pretty freely there, but there was a player back in the 20s that was hot. He's got a great name. His name is Nelson Chicken Hawks. Can you believe that? Chicken Hawks. His last name was Hawks. And for some reason, when he was young, he was also known as the little Chinese boy. He grew up in San Francisco, so somehow that little Chinese boy name came about. I like chicken better. But he was an outfielder first baseman for the Vols during the 1923 and 1924 seasons. Now, this was before Sulphurdale was turned around in the configuration that had the batters back to the state capitol. So the, the ball the field was entirely different than anybody would recognize it today. Now, Hawks was a product of the local Sandlot Ambrose Taylor's team as a 21-year-old. His first professional season was in 1918 as a member of the Oakland Oaks. Uh, Many baseball fans would know the Oakland Oaks was a premier baseball team in the old Pacific Coast League where they played like 200 games a season, not just 144 or 160 now, Hawks played in 64 games before going into the Army that season, but he was back with Oakland for one game in 1919. But he had a salary dispute, and he refused to sign. So he managed a semi-pro El Dorado squad in California and later became a member of the Richmond Elks, a semi-pro team which claimed the championship of Northern California, whatever that means. And once the season ended, he continued playing during the winter, in the St. Dominique and Tribune Leagues. 
That was an off-season regimen to return to semi-pro leagues for many players from the West Coast. Now, he turned down an offer to play for the New York Giants, so he must have been a pretty good ball player. And he signed to play for Calgary in the Western Canada League. That was a B league. That was for the 1920 season. And by mid-season, he was leading the league at 355. After a league-leading 359 average, he signed to play for the New York Yankees. Considered one of the fastest players, but with one of the weakest arms in the American League, he was a reserve outfielder from Miller Huggins Yankees and hit 288 in 41 games. His major league debut had come on April the 14th, 1921, at the Polo Grounds against the Giants, pinch hitting for future Hall of Fame pitcher Wade Hoyt in the top of the eighth and getting a hit driving in one run. Now, New York won their first American League championship season in 1921, but Hawks did not appear in the World Series, which the Giants won five games to three. At his own request, he must have been unhappy in New York. He was released to the Vernon Tigers. That's another Pacific Coast League team in January of 1922. Now, that season, he hit a modest 279 while riding the bench due to the abundance of outfielders on manager Bill Essex's team. But the Yankees-Vernon transactions were considered troublesome as rumors of some sort of cover-up had taken place. It's not known what really was taking place, but in June of 1923, as he was a member of the St. Paul team in the American Association, Baseball Commissioner Judge Keensaw Mountain Landis made him a free agent. He had been purchased by the Saints in February and had been hitting a weak 273 while suffering from a variety of injuries. Now, rumored to have been sought by Baltimore of the International League, he signed with Nashville of the Southern Association because he said it was the best offer he received. Nashville was having a hard time moving into second place for the 1923 season, having won only five more games than they had lost when Chicken Hawks came on board. And he joined future Hall of Famer Kai Kai Kyler and Dick Wade in the outfield, replacing the immensely popular fan favorite and great name, Bevo Liborvo, who was traded to Little Rock for Freddie Graff, a solid third baseman, where manager Hamilton felt he needed the most help to win the pennant. Now, Liborvo was really only loaned to Little Rock because by the end of the season, he came back to Nashville to finish up. Now, Hawks only played in 82 games for the Vols, but he had 84 hits and 248 plate appearances, but that produced a 339 batting average, and they thought that was pretty hot for a Nashville player. Although he had played first base for the Saints, Vols manager Jimmy Hamilton needed help in the outfield and Hawks made the transition, even though he was known to have a weak throwing arm. Now, he came to the Vols with torrid hitting, having a 380 average in his first month. Once again, he was hot. He even volunteered to pitch the last inning against the Mobile Bears at Sulphur Dell on July the 27th, as Nashville was being clobbered 17-6 to at the time. Hawks held the opposition scoreless in the top of the ninth, as his teammates added one more run to make the final score, 17-7. to Now, Mobile was kind of a thorn in his side because Hawks lost the batting title to Mobile's Emil Huns' 345 batting average by only six points. The move to bring Graff and Hawks to Nashville did not pay off as the Vols dropped to sixth 
to finish the season 17 games behind pennant-winning New Orleans. Now for 1924, Hawks moved to first base, the position that he wanted to play. He batted 336 with 27 doubles and often coached at third base. But the ball club finished in fourth place, once again a woeful 26 games behind the pennant-winning Memphis Chicks. But in two seasons with Nashville, this great ball player had a batting average of 337. Not bad for someone whose lifetime batting average was 319 and 14 professional seasons. And for 1925, Hawks earned a spot on the Phillies roster and by June was leading the National League with a 409 average and holding down the first base spot for Philadelphia. But he fell to a 322 average on the season and was sent to Newark in the International League where his average continued to dip. As captain of the Bears, he had only 287 for 1926 and became expendable as Newark shipped him to Denver. And he refused to report and he remained with the Newark Bears. At midseason of 1927 and hitting only 272, he was traded in an even swap for Jim Rube Parham to league rival Redding, a Chicago Cubs affiliate. And he joined the club on July the 24th. And when he returned his contract to the Reading Club on Monday, February the 6th of 1928, he enclosed a letter to Keystone's secretary, Walter Ludwig, when he said, I am all set for spring training and know I'm going to have a big year, he said in his letter. Last season, I didn't have a bit of spring conditioning and I believe I was hurt on that account. I'll be all right this year. Well, Hawks played for two more seasons there, hitting 339 in 1928 and 316 with 44 doubles in 1929. And it appeared that the hot chicken Hawks that we remember from Nashville Vols in 23-24 had returned to play as well as he had played in Nashville. But at the end of 1929, it was reported that he asked for his release to become the player manager of the Allentown team in the Eastern League. But in December, manager Harry Hinchman sold Hawks to Buffalo. And in 1930, he hit 301 for the year and had a 21-game hitting streak to begin the season. Returning to Reading in an early season series, Hawks was 9 for 21. But in April of 1931, he was given his release. Now we return to San Francisco, where he was given a workout with San Francisco of the Pacific Coast League in April. And he was signed by the Seals on June the 12th, 1931, after the season had begun. But his tenure did not last long as he replaced George Burns as manager of the Mission Reds, another great Pacific Coast League team. But at season's end, he was released by the Missions. In 1933, Hawks was signed to play semi-pro ball again for the Alameda Elks team for a Tribune tournament to be held in August and September. And in 1934, he was named an umpire in a major minor league exhibition game at Oakland's Ballpark. Chicken Hawks died on May 26, 1973 in San Rafael, California, and is buried at Cypress Lawn Memorial Park in Colma, California. His career seemed to be up and down, but boy, he had two great seasons where in 1923 and 1924, he was on top of his game. He was Nashville's original hot chicken. <laughs>